Welcome to another episode of Millennials to Millionaires. I'm Alicia Ace West. I'm Daniel Kingsold. Are we going to do rock, paper, scissors this time no, for the intro? You do your thing. I got it. Got okay, I feel really special to welcome you because I've known you for at least like five or six years. I don't know the exact date when we met, but we go way, way back. Um, she is... Like I just said to her off air that she works like a Jamaican because she is a Jamaican. <laughs> she has so many different things going for her and they're all just beautiful, beautiful projects. Um, welcome Lonnie to the place. So when we first met, you were in the fitness world. You used to be one of my trainers. You got me like little skinny fit girl, but now I'm not. Um, <laughs> you look great. You look great. Thanks, girl. Thanks. <laughs> and let me tell you, she like what butt? She'd be like, "Oh, you late again? Like, come on, girl. Like, do these burpees? No, I don't want to yeah. do burpees. Do the burpees. <laughs> Damn it. Burpees are no joke. Um, so you started in the fitness world essentially, and you have evolved. You have your own company, Eat, Train, Live. You just launched a pop up um, restaurant called Miss Licklemore's, which is bomb. We'll talk about that. And you do so many other things, but um, how did you really get into the fitness? Um, well, fitness was always my outlet. Mm -hmm. So I've never had just one thing going on. I've always had like a job and then side hustle. Yeah. And then like side, side hustle, side, side, <laughs> side hustle. Um, so the entire time I worked for Hourglass, mm -hmm. um, I always had a nine to five. So, okay. but fitness was always such a part of my life that it kind of evolved into um, then an, a full-time thing for me. So I, I went from nine to five training in the mornings with mm -hmm. you guys at Hourglass, leaving work, hustling out, training, uh, again at night with you guys, yep. and then incorporating some cooking in there, which mm -hmm. eventually led to me starting a food business yep. that was based around fitness and food, which mm -hmm. was E-Train Live. Mm -hmm. So I would cook for my clients, go work my nine to five, Train my clients. It, it, so at some point, and I, I, I had to sit down and think to myself, okay, I'm spending all this time working this nine to five, which to be completely honest, I loved my boss. And I yeah. was there for like seven years. I was a, an executive assistant at um, TELUS. Mm -hmm. And I loved him, but I had no idea what I was doing there. Yeah. Like I just was not invested mm -hmm. at all. So I would get up at like five in the morning to train you guys like just pumped and ready to go. And then I would spend eight hours at my desk job waiting to go back to you guys. Yeah. So I was like, okay, clearly this is not where my passion lies. So mm -hmm. let me see where, how I can make those transitions. So then um, through Hourglass, they used to have these weight loss challenges. Yeah. And that's how the food thing came about. Mm -hmm. I started to cook for some of the people that were there. So I used to order your um, meal plans mm -hmm. and I feel like they really did help with my journey. It just made me be able to have a consistent schedule, especially with somebody who is so go, go, go. Yes. And you don't necessarily have the time to just sit down and cook all the time or plan out your meals and meal prep the day before. Your service really helped. And since then, like, I'm always in the back of my mind when I get really busy, like, I need to do a meal prep. I need to do a meal prep. Um, was cooking, like, always in your vision? and Or did it just kind of happen when you realized, like, well, this was something that was needed. Well, I did like, so in terms of my own personal fitness, mm -hmm. I have been involved in some sort of fitness yeah. since my daughter, who's now your age, mm -hmm. um, was, was little. I had no money. I was a single mom. Mm -hmm. I needed like a community. I needed something to do. So I joined the YMCA. So I started, that's how I started my personal fitness journey. That led me to compete. Mm -hmm. I did a fitness competition and that really changed my whole outlook on 
fitness, and food because people were obsessive yeah. and, and crazy yeah. about what they ate to get into this physical shape, and then they were unhealthy. Oh, wow. So I needed to find a way to like not not be that person mm-hmm. and not you know scrutinize everything that went to my mouth, but mm-hmm. also I, I'm West Indian. Yeah. I like certain things. I don't mm-hmm. want bland food. I don't want boiled chicken. <laughs> I don't, oxtail rice and peas. You know what I mean? I, oxtail is something you can never make clean. I don't care. <laughs> Everybody always asks me. I'm like, it's impossible. It's impossible. Um, but but knowing that. Um, there was these two parallels mm-hmm. in terms of like physically what you see people looking like and then what they are really eating really kind of inspired me to be like, okay, you can eat real food and still be healthy. Mm-hmm. So I started to do that for people. They started to lose weight. Everybody was like, you should do this for a living. I was like, let me just add it to my list of things that I do on a daily basis. <laughs> and then and it then transitioned eventually. into Eat, Train, Live. Mm-hmm. And, and that was what it was. People felt like it was, you know... They were getting something that was healthy. Mm-hmm. It was keeping them on track. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, it was like, you know, a, a no-brainer to kind of say, okay, if I stay in my nine-to-five and only give this business 50% or 40% of my energy, then it's only going to yield 40% yeah. of a... You have a, to be all in. All in. Mm-hmm. And I had to make that decision. And that was tough to be like, I'm about to give up like an $80,000 a year job where mm-hmm. I literally worked in my underwear at least three days a week from home. <laughs> you know what I mean? And 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 could could do and all of these benefits things. Benefits and like... Oh, benefits, paid vacation. All that stuff. I still get a check from them, That's you know amazing. what I mean, for, for, <laughs> yeah. for shares. And say, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna venture into a world that I know nothing about, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go all in. Because if I don't, if I put 100% in and I fail... Then I know at least I I tried. tried. But if I if I fail and I didn't give it my all, I'm gonna be like I didn't give my all. So yeah. So that that was like the that was like the spearhead for yeah. me to say goodbye to Hourglass mm-hmm. and to my nine to five. I know. I remember when you were leaving and it was kind of hard, but you got so busy. Yes. Like E Train Live literally went from okay, like I'm gonna do this. Hey guys, this is intro. Like, this is how much it is to like. Oh shoot, I need to like hire people to help me out because I can't do it. It was all on my own. It was crazy, and we so we did a test kitchen, and in that test kitchen, I invited mm-hmm. one of the people I invited was Will Smith's uh, yeah. assistant yeah. because she was I know her, and mm-hmm. she was they were here doing Suicide Squad, and they were using another yes. meal prep company, and they were not happy about it. So I was like, come come to this test. Yeah. And sorry, my head is so small. These keep falling out. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I said, come to this this test kitchen that we're doing and see if you like it. And mm-hmm. she was like, okay, we love it. We're ready to order. And I was like, yo, um, I'm not ready to cook. Yeah. And she was like, well, we're ready to order. So you need to get ready. So from that moment, it mm-hmm. was just a snowball. Like, And it was like the universe said, okay, you ready? We, we've got you. And within a week, um, somebody called my boyfriend, who is also a serial entrepreneur, and mm-hmm. he's in the restaurant business, and said, "Hey, is your girlfriend looking for a kitchen? Because we just happen to have one that's available." Wow! And yeah, I was Everything like, "Just a line." God always has his plan. Yeah. All so then the I and then I went back to my job, and who, my boss, who is wonderful, and I said, "I need two weeks off to see how I can make these two things work." And he said, okay. And I came back two weeks later and I said, it was great Sorry. working for you, but I'm not coming that, back. That's Sorry, amazing. Boss. Yeah. That's so, and, 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 and it has just grown and, you know. Yeah. It's 
snowballed effect. Yeah. Did you? What, sorry oh, to interrupt you. Did no, you? I was going to. Sorry. Go I wanted to say this before we moved on. I actually remember when Will Smith was in the city filming that yes. because you were teaching the class. So I was in Hourglass. I don't know if I was working at that time. I was at the because I was at the I was doing the front desk things or if I was actually training. But I just remember it was all of us in the gym working out. And then all of a sudden, the door opens really quickly and it closes really quickly. And I just dropped in like amazement. It was Will Smith standing at the door. <laughs> and I was like, did I just see? The and everybody, like, there was a couple other girls who thought they seen the same thing. And like, everybody just started wi like whispering, like, was it, was it, was it? Like, we yeah. opened the door and he was like, gone again. Yeah. <laughs> but it was Will Smith standing at the door. And then that's when we found out that you have like ties to the Smith family and yes. your mom is like the coolest person ever. Yes. <laughs> Her mom has it, worked and still does? Still does. Works, has been working for the Smith family for like ever. She's a makeup artist. And if you ever see her mom and meet her, she has like this funky color hair and like tattoos, tattoos and, and like <laughs> you can't miss she's her. just the coolest <laughs> thing. And she works for the Smith family. Like who wouldn't love to work for the Smith family? So by association, you're like the coolest person too. Thanks. Well, 100%. I was going <laughs> to so ask. No, no, no worries. It's all good. I was going to ask when you got started, obviously like cooking is like a passion of you. Mm -hmm. Did you ever think that? In your wildest dreams, you'd be cooking for Will Smith and like no. some of these other celebrities. Like, no, it was kind of it was a far fetched thought. So it was it it wasn't even it, it was never a thought. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was never ever a thought. Even when I started doing the meal prep and 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 when I had his assistant come, Danielle, I was like, okay, like I'll cook for Danielle and like my mom. Yeah, but <laughs> you know, to be cooking then to for her to say, oh no no no, you're gonna be cooking for Will, you're gonna be cooking for all of us. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, this takes things to a whole, like pressure to a whole other yeah. level. And it was, I had literally just started. So I had, I had no background in it, mm -hmm. had never done this before. And my first client was like the most famous person in the world, basically. Period. Everybody knows him. Yeah, Everybody course, loves him. I was course. like, and then on top of that, I had the pressure of like, I don't want to disappoint my mom. Sure. And my mom has like, I have to. No I, expectations. My mother has never, ever been like. Oh, you should use my daughter's. She stays completely out of it. Yeah, she's not biased. She is. She she's like I have nothing to do with mm -hmm. this. Yeah. You know, this is your thing. If if you can do it on your own, mm -hmm. great. But don't don't expect me to ask any favors for you. Which is why I asked Danielle to come and yeah. not, not my mom. <laughs> um, so, uh, but yeah, I had no I had no expectation of that, and that actually led to a few other. Um, endeavors that I've that I've done with the Smith family, like so. I went to um, Atlanta when they mm -hmm. were filming Bad Boys. I cooked in the house um, oh, wow. during Bad Boys a couple times, but he had no idea. So we were doing they were doing chef tests um, to see who was going to work. And yeah. uh, he woke up in the morning and it came in the kitchen, and he was like, "What? What are you doing here?" And I was because I made sure that they didn't say, "Oh, it's Lonnie," because yeah. I don't want them to be like biased. I don't want like the yeah, or feel like pressure, feel like, pressure, oh, and you know. So I was like, like "Listen, I'm just like." Anybody else? Like, yeah. what do you want for breakfast, Mr. Smith? <laughs> like, that is my role here today. And then um, just before COVID, I was filming, mm -hmm. they were filming King Richard mm -hmm. um, in Los Angeles. And I was, and, and oops. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was lucky enough to be asked to come and uh, work with them because they, they had done a nutrition, um, uh, they started a nutrition journey with um, a nutritionist out there, Mona Sharma. They talked mm -hmm. about it on Red Table Talk. Yeah. Um, so I worked with Mona and um, a team out there, and mm -hmm. we put together their menus and and were working on a food truck, basically feel, feeding him and his team 
um, for the the few weeks before the movie got shut down. I yeah. didn't. They they're they're back shooting now, but I didn't return because yeah. of COVID. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. What are some of your core principles that you feel like take that make you successful? Um, passion. I. I, I, I overthink everything. <laughs> um, so I think to myself, like, what is that person going to experience in whatever it is that I'm giving them? If it's training or if it's food or whatever, what, how are they going to feel? Like, I want people to feel great when they're eating my food or when they're getting the result that they're getting from training or mm-hmm. I don't train people anymore. But, yeah. um, but when I did, it was really important for me that people felt like, they just felt good. Like I, I don't, I don't, I'm not here to make anybody feel bad about themselves. And, yeah. and like the, the, the food journey was part of that. Like I saw so many people who really, I mean, like they, they would beat up on themselves about mm-hmm. what it is that they were eating. And it became this like, you know, punishment and reward system and just trying to help people have like a healthy relationship with things. That's important to me. And, yeah. um, and then in terms of my own personal, it's just like, you know, just go. Just keep on going. Like One thing I will say is that you did a great job about that. Like with all the trainers that have come through and like trained and stuff like that, you were always somebody who, yes, like pushed us to do more, but you're always so kind and like fun about it. You never made me feel like, some, you know. Some people might disagree yeah. I mean, you. for me, like, do you know what I mean? Yes, I hated burpees and yes, I knew you were going to make us do them. But like at the same time, I love going to your class. There was oh, something thanks. about you. Do you know? And then even with your food, I will say it was definitely flavorful. Like I'd be looking at like when I went to Detroit, I was looking for meal prep services and I was like, oh, no, no, no. This doesn't look like it. This doesn't, this doesn't raise the bar. This doesn't like compare it to Lonnie's because she made sure that she had like all those flavors from the island, yeah. the things that we were used to <laughs> in these foods. And then it's it's just like you, even when we would work out, you're like, okay, y'all going out this weekend. Like if you're having a glass of wine, add some soda water in it. Like you'd be like, have your fun, but just add a little this in it and well, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it was, I think, and I think that's what made people gravitate towards what it is that I did. It's like, mm-hmm. I had a real life. Yeah. You know what I mean? I still yeah. went out. I still did things. I drank. I ate French. People be like, you eat French fries? I'm like, I eat French fries all the time. Yeah. I drink all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Probably a little too much on occasion, but whatever. But but I think that's what people gravitated towards was because mm-hmm. they felt like, hopefully that's not me, sorry. Um, they, they gravitated towards um, the realness and yeah. what it is that really makes people have a long lasting relationship with health and fitness is finding out a way to really make it fit with your lifestyle. If somebody tells you you have to work out two hours a day and you have to eat steamed steamed broccoli and you know boiled chicken, yeah, it's, it's for sure like you are boring. going you are going to reach your physical goal, but you will never ever be able to incorporate that into your lifestyle. Yeah, it's not sustainable no. realistically, and no. you definitely made that. Um, fast forwarding now, you decided to launch a pop-up business in the middle of COVID too, that was really successful called Miss Little Morris. And it was inspired by our Caribbean ancestors. What One thing that I really love that you did um, is on Sundays, you'd have Sunday dinner and you would invite somebody from like you, your um, boyfriend's family. Yes. Um, you also partnered with T-Rex, Tyrone Edwards. You'd invite somebody from his family to cook something, their dish, which I thought was just a beautiful thing that you really tried to um, bring in community into your restaurant. But it was so successful. 
Like yeah, it was crazy. I saw that all over my Instagram, like oh, that's so all nice. COVID long, and I never got a chance to eat it. Don't but worry, I went a we'll couple of times. I went by myself no, one day. She did. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> you know what? I'm hungry. If I'm gonna waste money, I'm going to Miss Liquor like because I know the food's gonna be yeah. good, and you I have to support. Lonnie. You have to do something out here in the West, man, because we gotta go all the way to the city. It's a journey sometimes. Can you tell us a little bit about that? How that even got started? Well, um, it was a very quick. Uh, transition from thought to actual brick and mortar. Uh, it, the whole thing took about two weeks. So two weeks to start a business. Yes. So um, <laughs> okay. so my boyfriend. No, I hear people start two years. Like yeah. <laughs> my my boyfriend slash husband. We've been together for fifteen years. So um, he's a husband now. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> I don't know. When she called him boyfriend upstairs, I was like, I can't call it my husband. husband. It sounds so strange. But anyway, my boyfriend slash husband. Um, <laughs> He is in the restaurant business and he is Guyanese. He's always wanted to do a, like a West Indian, Caribbean, island kind of influenced restaurant. He owns a couple of restaurants now, The Good Son, plug. Um, <laughs> and uh, so he, he's always wanted to do it. And across the street from us was uh, what was previously convenience, yeah. um, uh, was empty. All, all COVID. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no worries. All of COVID, it was mm-hmm. empty. And Is that him calling you right now? No, I think it's my mom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> FaceTiming hey, <mom>. me. <laughs> um, so it was empty for most of COVID. And um, he was like, I, you know, I really, I feel like this is a time we could do it. And I was like, exactly what you guys are saying. Like, I'm like, uh, it's a pandemic. <laughs> like, um, I don't know if this is yeah. such a good idea. So he was like, let's, let's, we should do it. And I was like, yeah, you should do it. Like you should really, that would be amazing. <laughs> and I'll be there every weekend to sit on the patio and have cocktails with my friends and yeah. it will be great. So, and that was really what started it. So they reached out to a chef um, who came and did a test with them mm-hmm. and, uh, it didn't work out and he was bummed. He was like, I, I really think we need to do this. Like, I feel like I, this is something I really want to do. And I was like, well, what are you going to do? And he's like, you're going to do it. <laughs> and I was like, I'm Forced not, <laughs> not going to do it. And he was like, no, 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 just trust Try. me. Yeah. And I was like, this is so far out of my comfort zone, mm-hmm. but comes out of your I'm like zone. okay give me give me give me a couple days in a couple days I put together a menu um we did a test and then we did a test with Tyrone mm-hmm. and they were like we're in and I was like what does that mean did we just start a restaurant and I was like yeah we just started a restaurant and yes. literally that was and then and then my daughter and I came up with the logo and mm-hmm. the name and I mean, you know, the, the name was like just so perfect. Yeah. Like it just all worked so well together. Um, and then uh, literally the day that we opened, the building got painted orange and Miss Locomore's came to life. Like yeah. I walked outside and I was like, oh my God, it's like a real restaurant. Yeah. It's crazy. And we were busy day one until we closed. And yeah. those Sunday dinners were like, really special and and it was so lovely because people were i mean i i again did not anticipate mm-hmm. the reaction yeah. or and what people said on our last day people came and gave us gifts people came Aww. and brought us cards they were like you know thank you so much this is the first place we came to you know mm-hmm. in terms of like socializing in public during this pandemic and you guys, and you guys were safe. so warm and yeah. welcoming and yeah you made it so safe and 
It was, and I mean, my, my nieces worked there and, you know, my mother-in-law would come in and make carrot cake and my sister-in-law made the pepper sauce. And it was so, it was just such a great experience that, mm-hmm. um, shutting down was hard, but mm-hmm. we anticipated this second wave. So, um, which is why we made it a pop-up and, mm-hmm. um, knew that we would take this time to find uh, a permanent a location. Yeah. Yes. Are you guys doing skip to... the dishes or Uber Eats or if so I want to order something? We were going right to now? do that, but you know, um, in terms of Uber Eats and stuff like that, for for small restaurants, it it it's honestly it's a way to keep yourself relevant. Okay. But it's like it's really it's really tough. Like and they cut into profits a lot. They take thirty percent. They take thirty percent. And during mm-hmm. these times where you know your margins are already so no. lean. That you know, it it, it, it has some. It was it wasn't it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. worth it. It's it's more important for us to find a permanent location where we can now take not only like that physical feeling that people got there and that food and make mm-hmm. it better and more like we want to build the menu, but also like we have a, a vision of what that place looks we'll, like. Look like you know what ambience. I mean? Yes, like we want people. People were so excited about the food, but we yeah. want people to walk in and be like, oh my god. This but is like great. even the orange was really beautiful. Yes, the, per- the color was perfect on that wall. When you walked down that street and you just seen that orange wall, it, it was stood, just like it stood out. It was just like this is beautiful. Like even though we knew that it was um, convenience before and yeah. stuff like that, we're like this feels like a different spot. Yeah. And so hopefully you guys are able to find your forever home or your at least for then home. Yes. <laughs> um, and. Another great thing that you got to close off that run with was doing um, a private like congratulations dinner for Aisha Curry because yes. her she just launched her, her um, book, latest right? cookbook, yeah. which I purchased and I made her rasta pasta. Oh, did you? And it was fire. And yeah. everybody was like, okay, Ace, you could cook. I was like, huh? <laughs> Shout out to recipes. But um, I've seen that and that looked like such a great time and you were able to incorporate some of her recipes mm-hmm. with your recipes as well. And it looked like she had a great time. Her, it her was, that, was, that was so stressful. I mean, to cook... So we we did. We incorporated some of uh, Miss Lickamore's stuff yeah. along with things items from her cookbook. Like we pulled like all of the Caribbean inspired food from her cookbook mm-hmm. to cook somebody else's food and give it to them. And give yeah. it to them. That's you know, pressure. It's so it's so much pressure. <laughs> and I mean, but it looked the event was beautiful. Yeah. Um, Coco and Co did the the decor, the decor and, and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. I I couldn't even believe it was the same place. Yeah. And um, I mean. It, it, it makes you feel good because you think, wow, like the, Steph Curry, mm-hmm. Aisha Curry, they could have anybody. They could yeah. go anywhere. They could they could do this event anywhere they wanted to, but they chose like our little pop-up yeah. and, and yeah, everybody seemed to love it and enjoy it. So I was like, I was super stoked about that. When I seen it, I was like, there's nobody else perfect other than you to do this. Oh, like it just you. makes so much sense knowing that Aisha Curry has such ties to Toronto, obviously because she's Canadian. And then on top of that, like Caribbean roots. And I'm just like, if there's anybody who's going to make bomb food and provide that experience, it's going to be you. So I was Thank really you. happy that that we happened share We share a lot. Like she's a home cook turned, mm-hmm. I mean, now New York Times bestselling yeah. chef author. I can, I can only wish like, that one day I will, will get, I will get there. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, so I really appreciate the fact that, you know, it's not, listen, no matter no, the top chef in the world, there's still somebody better than that mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. But I mean, is in particular, like what your podcast kind of, um, you know, what resonates with me is like, 
there will always be somebody better, but I always tell everybody, nobody can out hustle me. Nobody yeah. will ever outwork me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I will, right. if I have to get up at six o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and work for 12 hours and then go to the next job to make sure that that's what I'm going to do. do it. That's very key. And talking about Will Smith earlier, I remember an interview that he had with saying that like, I'm on the treadmill and I'm never going to get off. Like you can. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, way. you remember that interview where yeah. he's like, I can, you can have a better relationship. You can have a better work ethic. Like nobody is going to outwork me and out hustle me. And I think that that hustle, that grind that you have inside you has definitely been a part of what's, what's made you successful. Anybody that's listening right mm-hmm. now that wants to follow in your footsteps, they just have to apply those things in their life as well. I mean, towards the end of Miss Locomores, I, we're, I'm launching another meal prep company called, called Meals. Um, I was le- I would literally spend the mornings at the test kitchen, which is out in Markham, cooking mm-hmm. all day again, you know, on the healthy tip and then come drive back downtown and, you know, go right into the kitchen at Miss Locomores. So you did it. Yeah. I'm, I'm it's paying off. I'm I so hope happy so. for you. I'm so happy for your <laughs> success and I hope it keeps growing and I hope you're able to, you know, write the books and have the uh, kitchenware and have all the meal Thanks, services Ace. and all that other stuff that Aisha Curry has. You're going to do it too, girl. Thank you. Um, so every episode we wrap with a book of the day. So you brought today's book. Yes. Do you want to explain what's going on in this one? Salt, fat, acid, and heat. Would also probably describe my personality <laughs> a little bit. But um, I really don't, I couldn't tell you when the last time was. I just read like for sheer pleasure. I'm always trying to learn something. So mm-hmm. because most of the things I do right now revolve around cooking and I am self-taught, I'm constantly learning. So this is just, it is a story along with learning different techniques about basically what makes a good dish, which is all of those things. Amazing. Maybe I'll get it because I'm definitely going to tap into my uh, cooking bag. I'm going to take cooking classes. So if you want to do classes, like yes. I'll sign up. Okay. And <laughs> I'll, I'll eat the food when it's ready. Yeah. Let, me, let me know when that rasta pasta is ready. Yeah. Next time, next time. Okay, I'll cook for you guys. Oh, please. I'm holding yeah. you to that. Okay. Don't, don't just say I'll that because we're right. on air right now. Like, I'm going to be texting you like, Yo, where's my rasta pasta? <laughs> um, we always end off as well with a quote or something that you live by. Would you uh, Would you mind sharing anything with, with our fans and our, and our viewers? Um, for me, my personal, it's not like a famous quote or anything. But I always, if it's something that I want to do, I just say yes and figure it out after. So there's lots of times where I guess fear would be the, the, your initial feeling would be like, I don't know how to do that. I'm going to say no, because I don't want to disappoint. Whereas the last five years of my life have been a constant, yeah, for sure. I can do that. And I say it to the person and the person sitting across from me thinks, great, we hired the person who knows exactly what they're doing. And then I leave and I go figure it out. Yeah. Because if it's something that I want to do, I mean, it would be the worst thing for me to say no based on strictly my fear. So I've had to overcome that. I was I was going to say that I read a book. Um, I think it was Shonda Rhimes, Year of Yes, where f- I think it was her. For one year, she agreed to say yes to everything. Mm-hmm. Anything that came across her plate, like I guess she kind of had social anxiety where she didn't really want to go. So it's like, Red carpet, yes. Do this, yes. There's a movie about that so, as well. I think yes. it's the Yes Man, or the, there's there's a movie oh. about that. I, I don't know if it's Jim Carrey or somebody. I think in it is Yes Man or something. Okay, yeah, yeah I, I he remember only seeing said that. Yes, yeah, all the time. For like sure. it, it sounds great. 
But it's not it's, as easy as it's it sounds. Not, it's not no. as easy. Because then people hold you accountable to your word. And you're yes. a woman of your but word. you also have to hold yourself accountable you, to it. You do. Yeah. And then, you know, I suffer from imposter syndrome, which is like another buzzword that's out there. But because mm-hmm. you say yes to certain things, you then are now mm-hmm. in this, like, place where, like, oh, shit, I said yes to something. <laughs> and should I be here? But, yeah. like, you know, knock on wood... So far, everything that I've done, because I think I put all that, like we were talking about earlier, that passion, that love, that mm-hmm. whatever, like I really want you to be happy with whatever it is I'm giving to you. It's all worked out. So yes. like th- the next big thing that comes up, if somebody says, hey, Lonnie, this is something you've never done before. Do you want to do it? I'm going to be like, yep. Yep. And then I'm going to walk away <laughs> and I'm going to be like, okay, now I got to figure out how to do it. Awesome. <laughs> so start saying yes more. Don't be scared. Step outside of your comfort zone. Yes. Thank you, Lonnie, so much for coming through. Thank you so much for having me, guys. We I appreciate, appreciate it. you. And that's another episode of Millennials to Millionaires. I'm Alicia Ace West. I'm Daniel Kingsold. And that's a wrap. <laughs>